Ish Brothers podcast. Uh, my name is Joseph. I'm Cam. And this week we are uh, going to delve into a few things. Um, I think we'll start off with talking about uh, the Oscars, which happened uh, this past Sunday, as well as, uh, well, you can talk about <laughs> the other thing that we're talking about uh, that's kind of popular right now. Yeah, so uh, our main our main topic as tonight will be um, Paddington Two versus Citizen Kane. There's been some uh, t- discussion online about these two new movies because basically Citizen Kane was not very well received when it first came out due to its um, well, I guess for some context, um, it was it's a allegorical tale about uh, William Randolph Hearst, who was a popular media mogul at the time, so he didn't want any of his um, Newspapers to present favorable reviews. So recently, Rotten Tomatoes um, added some of those some of those reviews to their um, media aggregate because that's how they um, score and score films. So they so it, it dropped the average down from 100 to 999. So still a, still a positively viewed movie, but it's just not doesn't have that quite 100 percent. You know that very few films have. So yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll start by talking about uh, the Oscars. Uh, I only watched a little bit of it to be honest because I didn't care a lot about the Oscars this year, just because I either didn't see a lot of the movies or just didn't really care about the ones that were nominated. I'm not sure how you felt about it. Yeah, um, I didn't love a lot of the movies this year. Um, um, I, I have mixed feelings on. Um, a lot of them, um, specifically, um, is the, is the, 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 the didn't win, win any, it was nominated for, uh, wait, maybe one, one, it, it didn't win any, or, oh, sorry, it was not, it was nominated for a lot, but, um, Trial of the, Trial of the Chicago 7, um, I watched that one with, with my parents, they, 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 they liked it, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan, mostly because it's, um, it's a liberal retelling of a leftist story, so, which is very complicated, um, but I feel like the the Oscars kind of shot themselves in the foot um, by restructuring the categories. Um, I watched the the last half of the of the Oscars broadcast and the way that they that they because you usually that they do best um, best actor best actress and then best picture. This year they they flipped those so best actor and act best actor was last because mm-hmm. um, Jack Bowden Bowden wasn't was nominated. Gave a great performance, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Obviously, he 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 he, he his death was very, was very emotional and had a hard, hard impact on the film community. Being so many great films and dying so young at the age of like forty two, mm-hmm. we still had another forty good years of, of, of acting, which that which then best actor would end up going to Anthony Hopkins, who wasn't even there because his family wasn't mourning. He, he 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 doesn't even like Oscar ceremonies to begin with. He is he's and he's on the spectrum. So he, he doesn't love crowds and like award shows. I I love Anthony Hopkins. He's like one of my favorite actors, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. And the fact that he gave such a good such a good performance at like age eighty three or something like like and he's still at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. But yeah, them kind of restructuring it to honor Chuck Bozeman and not giving not giving the word to Bozeman felt a little weird, but. Yeah, it, it made the ending so abrupt. 
Yeah, that's that's why I saw a lot on like Twitter and stuff. I was just like, oh, and here's Anthony Hopkins, and oh, and we're done. Yeah, but yeah. with the no speech and yeah, yeah, and uh, I know like a lot of people are also kind of like weirded out that like as a part of like the gift basket or whatever, there's like an NFT of Chadwick Boseman, which just seems kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, NFTs are weird, man. Like they're becoming more and more more and more popular, but like they're like why. Why? Why is NFT a thing? Why? I I I am anti NFT personally. So someone can try to change my mind, but as of right now, I think it screws over artists and is ultimately a bad thing. Same with cryptocurrency. Also against that, but that's just me. Yeah. Because cryptocurrency, look, this is a tangent, but cryptocurrency is actually terrible for the environment because oh, like sure. it takes up so much energy to like mine for it or whatever, and it's like. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really bad. Yeah. Uh, as soon as, like, cause I, um, I, I wasn't sure how I felt, and then I kind of like educated myself a little bit, and then like, oh yeah, here's how they mine it. I'm like, oh, that's uh, not good for <laughs> any reason. So yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we kind of talked about it a little bit, but yeah, the winner for the best actor was Anthony Hopkins. Um. I didn't see Chadwick Boseman uh, for like the role he was nominated for, but I mean, I think it would have been kind of nice if he would have won. Yeah, I, I hard to say because because I think Hopkins was really good, but I feel like if it was any other other year, but like if it was last year, Boseman for sure would have won. Yeah, I think Joker is very overrated. I think I think Joaquin Phoenix gave a good performance it's the best part of that movie so that kind of like amplifies it because it's not a great movie yeah but with a good performance it's yeah it has it's a central thing um i think last year bozeman would have won best best actor definitely if, if, if it was this if it was this performance last year oh for sure he would have won yeah um actor in a supporting role uh went to daniel kalua which i was very happy about i thought he mm-hmm. Uh, gave a really good uh, performance in Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, there, I, I have some problems with the movie overall, but I think that he did a, a really good job in it. I'm not sure how you felt about that. I, I haven't seen that one yet. It's been on my list. I'm probably going to buy it when it comes out because I'm. I love Fred Hampton. Um, one of the most like he had so much before he was killed at 21. Mm-hmm. Like he had so much for his community, and he had pretty much unified, unified Chicago. I'm pretty much ended gang violence because, well, because again, I think the whole, I think the more people figure out how um, the how identity politics are used as a way to benefit the owner class. Because if you can divide people among racial lines, people won't unite on class lines. And Fred Hampton knew that. Mm-hmm. So he, he was able to unite people of all races. Which is why he was killed because he was doing. He basically did civil rights too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was very very smart, like one of the the smartest people. <laughs> I'm 21. Yeah, you know, that's younger than me. Like I'm 20. I'm 22 now. Like, wow, younger than me. And wow. and and the U.S. government thought he was so dangerous that they had to assassinate him in his sleep. Which is yeah, absolutely crazy. I was, however, kind of disappointed that. Uh, Delroy Lindo wasn't nominated at least because oh, he he gave an amazing performance uh, in *Defy Bloods*. 
I finally watched the Five Bloods, and yeah, he should have. He could. He, he could have won. Like, yeah. His like because like. I feel like the black Republicans and black Trump supporters don't get talked about a lot because, for the most part, a lot of black people do vote vote to the, the Democrat uh, regards to like religion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that like I care for this person and he's someone who is the opposite of the aisle of me, very conservative. I'm very left. So like it's the fact that the fact that I'm still able to empathize with with the character is like uh, it, it, it's a te- it's a testament towards how good. Linda's performance was. Honestly. Yeah, like I think it was just yeah one of the best performances uh, of the year and maybe even of like the past like few winners of either uh, supporting mm-hmm. or best actor. He was definitely up there. For sure. Um, and he, yeah, he didn't even get a nod, which I thought was kind of disappointing. Um, that was a pretty st- stacked category. Yeah. Like with Riz Ahmed as well as um, crap other yeah. Chuck Bozeman, Hopkins, Gary Oldman. This year. Gary Oldman. I, yeah, I, I hadn't watched Mank. It had the most nominations of 10. I think it only won like two. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I didn't see Mank. From what I heard, it was kind of long and boring. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Well, what's about Citizen Kane, which we'll talk about later, so that might be interesting. But. Yeah. Um, and then actress in a leading role went to uh, Frances McDormand. Um, I do really like her. She's in one of my favorite movies, Fargo. Um, I do have a lot of qualms with Nomadland. I overall liked it, but mm. the behind the scenes were like, for the filming, they did it with like actual like nomads, but they didn't tell them that like Francis is this millionaire. Oh, that's 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 a yikes! I. Yeah, because I it it felt almost like well it's yeah like no 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 on one but best picture as well so we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it now, but like it felt very much like like, like a documentary. Mm-hmm. And like, like I knew it, some of the characters. In a lot of ways, yeah, it was because like some of those like a lot of those actors were actual nomads. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just I like that, 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 go yeah, ahead. So, sorry, um, I just didn't realize that they didn't know that. That's so, uh, cause like that's because because it is a, pr- a privilege that Francis McDormand has to be able to live like that for the duration of filming, and like the fact that the, her the people she was acting beside had no idea. Yeah. That's... So I I have some problems with that overall. I thought it was a pretty good movie, but but just that fact kind of uh, doesn't sit. Right with me. Yeah, uh, Chloe, Chloe Zhao won Best Director. Is the second one, one, woman, first woman of color to win Best Director. So that's progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's directing Eternals. So that's. Yeah, I I am excited about that. Uh, apparently, um, lots of like the sets are like on location and not as much CGI. So uh, very practical. I'm a big I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I'm gonna butcher the name, but actress in a supporting role was uh, Yo Jung Yoon. Minari. Yes, um, I haven't seen Minari. It's on my list, but it looks like well. I mean, <laughs> it got awards, so uh, it must have been very good. But um, I don't have much to say about actress in a supporting role because I haven't seen 
none of these movies. <laughs> I'm I'm on the same page. I didn't see Minari it, again. It's it, on the list. I heard I heard it was really, really good. I can't I can't I can't wait to watch it. I love Stephen Yen. I love I love the story it tells about the whole American dream. Um, but also how the American dream comes with like racism, like bigotry and class struggle and like yeah yeah um then animated feature film went to soul which i don't think is a surprise to anyone it was a good movie so i shot the sheep farmageddon was rubbed but also soul <laughs> is really good also shot the sheep farmageddon i mean i am a big shot the sheep stan but i i haven't seen farmageddon it's great i'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's as good as like the movie from like was it 2015 like yeah, like just Sean the Sheep. Uh, yeah, Sean, 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 Sheep the movie, but it's uh, definitely that uh, one I love. Like that's I think that's one of the greatest silent films of all time, or not silent, but like non-speaking films. Yeah, uh, I think for Farmageddon, I'm not sure if it's, if it's as good as that, but it's still really good. Again, it's because it's it's very silent cinema, but also a lot of sci-fi references. Mm-hmm. Like like you hear the 2001 theme a couple times, you hear. You get to see it. You get to have a cool alien romance with like or relationship with Sean. He meets an alien. Yeah. And Sean's trying to be all cool. There's the dog. Who's all like, Rawr. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do just love like Nick Park Studios, like Sean the Sheep or uh, Wallace and Gromit or Chicken Run. There's just like a lot of good movies that come out of that. Yeah. Um, Ardman. Yeah. They're 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 one of the better. Animation search studios of the yeah. last probably the I guess of the last couple of decades since Chicken Run, they've had, they've had a pretty solid run. Uh, Flushed fl- Away is fl- yeah. <laughs> Flushed Away. I was just gonna say that I actually like that movie. It's pretty funny. I feel like I feel like it's probably um, overhated because it is their worst movie. But the, the, but like because all the other 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 movie movies are so good, mm-hmm. it makes it look worse than it is. Yeah, like it's better than most like kids movies. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography went to uh, Mank. Um, I again would have liked to see a nomination for Defy Bloods mm-hmm. because I thought it was a very beautifully shot movie. So many good lo- lo- long takes in Defy Bloods. Yeah, um, well, like even like when there was uh, like just like the monologue by uh, Delroy Lindo and stuff was like amazingly shot. I thought um, that I was surprised it didn't get any sort of nomination for that. Yeah, I'm thinking of like the landmine scene specifically. No spoilers, but like what what uh, like I was on, on the edge of my seat, on the edge of my seat for my bed. But I was <laughs> very tense the entire just a few minutes of it felt like no cuts, but like very tense. And they're trying to figure out how to do stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, go see the five bloods. Honestly, it, it was under nominated, which I'm not even sure if it was nominated for any, but. Uh, I think you got like one or two. I'll I'll see as we go along here. But uh, next is costume design. Uh, that went to Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom, which I think is good. Most period pieces are the ones who get the nomination. Um, yeah. As you said earlier, uh, for directing, it went to uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Um, I would have kind of liked to see uh, Minari win. Um, mm. but I, I am glad that Nomad, like, that Chloe Zhao, uh, won, because, uh, as you're saying, like, it's, like, what, only the second woman and the first Asian woman to win in 90 years of the Academy Awards, so it, it's, it's due. Yeah. 
progress. Yep. Um, I'm going to skip uh, documentaries. Um, which one should I go to next? Uh, they combined me- the sound the sound categories this year. Yeah, uh, music. Oh, uh, original score. Uh, De Five Bloods got nominated. Right. Uh, but Soul won. Yeah, Soul Soul is good. I like the the guy's speech for for best score. Um, the the Soul winning winning best animated feature was a little weird because it's two white people talking about jazz, which which I'm like, hey, I've seen La La Land before. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, um, the guy who, who did who did the score was black, and he did a great job. Of, like, yeah, well, like John Batiste is really good. What other movies has he done? Uh, I don't know about movies, but he's like uh, the uh, band guy for Stephen Colbert. Oh, I, I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know if he was in the Roots. Hmm. No, uh, not oh, the, the Roots. roots. That's. I've got, I get my my white late night hosts mixed up. Okay? No, that, that, that's Fallon. No, uh, uh, John Batiste is with uh, Colbert. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't watch Fallon. The only if I'm gonna watch late night, it's Colbert or uh, Trevor Noah. Oh, for sure. Um, the original song went to "Fight for You" from Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think is great because uh, her is a great artist. Her also gave a really, a really good speech. Yeah, I did see that, and it was very good. Um, best Picture went to Nomadland, as we said. Um, I heard a lot of good things for Sound of Metal. I It's on my list. Um, I mean, I understand why Nomadland won, because it is definitely a very Academy Awards-type movie. But even, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I probably would have preferred Judas and the Black Messiah, but it was very unlikely to have won. For for best for best picture. For best picture, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that was one I was very excited to uh, to watch because well, a like I love Don Kalia, I love um, well, why can't I, why, 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 why can't why, why can't I remember his name? Like he's Stanfield. He's in a lot of things I, I love. Um, so sorry sorry about bother you is a good one that we we we, talk, we talk, talked about. Like Tony good actor, Dominique Fishback, directed by Shaka King, a really good up and coming young filmmaker, directed by the Lucas Twins, who are really good comedians. Twenty 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 two Street, like so many talent, talented, talented people just coming together to make this movie. Yeah, I'm very excited, excited to watch that one. Yeah, um, then production design went to Mank. Um... Sound went to Sound of Metal, of course. I don't think anything else could have won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, visual effects out of out of nowhere, Tenant won. I okay. I'm kind of disappointed that the Invisible uh, Man didn't win anything or wasn't even nominated for anything because it was actually like a, a really good movie. I feel like the Oscars have a disdain towards horror films, which is really weird, considering like how like horror is probably the oldest oldest genre. In Hollywood, mm-hmm. like, because I feel as though that could have won like visual effects. Like, there's some really good visual effects in that, mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, <laughs> it could have won something. Like, she could have been nominated for best actress or something. Yeah. Um, writing for adapted screenplay went to the father. Um, writing original screenplay went to Promising Young Woman, which I've also heard uh, some good things about. But I haven't seen 
There's a funny moment because um, so Carrie Mulligan is married to Marcus Mumford of Mumford Sons. Oh, fun so, fact. Wait, oh, hold on. No, I'm getting the Saturday Night Live thing mixed up. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Because because she was, was she on SNL the night before or something? I don't know. But there's a funny moment when he starts playing guitar, but that might have been Saturday Night Live. Anyway, that's uh, yikes. <laughs> Classic confusing the Academy well, Awards with... The point uh, is, trivia. <laughs> but, but, yes, my, my trivia tidbit is, Carrie Mulligan's married to Marcus Mumford, so the more you know. There you go. Uh, well, I think that's all I have to say about the Oscars. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, yeah, just I, I love seeing the Oscar <laughs> ratings go down <laughs> by double every single year. Yeah. Uh, oh, and oh, this is just random, but Trump was like tweeting about it, how like they should go back to being called the uh, the Academy Awards or something like that. And uh, however, since they're called the Oscars, they're like going downhill and how they need like a good host and everything else they're going to keep losing ratings. It's like, ah, of course he, he was, it wasn't a tweet. It was, it was like a press release because obviously yeah, he's banned he, from could, Twitter. Because he can't tweet anymore, so. No, it was, it was like a press release about how like <laughs> the Oscars are going downhill. It's like, ah, nice. You got nothing better to do than just yell about the Oscars. Again, just get the M- M- Muppets to, to host it. Like That would be great. pretty great. I would, I would love that. that. Just get the Muppets to host it. Like, just get Kermit and the boys. <laughs> like, or get a different Muppet for each category. Yeah. Like, oh, like have um, Deadly do best makeup or because he's the, at least in, in the M- M- Muppets 2015 series, he's, um, he's Miss Piggy's makeup and hair guy, stylist. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I feel that there should be a host, but like I don't know, someone interesting. He's not just trying to make people laugh, and someone who's not problematic. That too. That is also uh, <laughs> would be a good thing to shoot for. Yep. Anyways, so that's our Oscar talk. Should we get into uh, our next little uh, discussion? Yes. Titan Two versus Citizen Kane. Um, so there, I think there are a few other movies that have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I, I, I actually want to pull, pull up a list here. Um, yeah, so Paddington Two came out two thousand seventeen. Sequel to Paddington One, obviously. Um, uh, great cast, a lot of British people. Um, ben Ben Whishaw is Paddington. Um, it basically does everything. The Paddington One did, and then makes it better. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I Paddington Pag- Pag- Two is my favorite favorite movie of all time. It's so wholesome. It talks about the prison industrial complex. Uh, <laughs> so, like, an important issue they talk about in a kids' movie. Talks about masculinity in prison. A lot of important discussions, and then. Citizen Kane also were really good. I think people misunderstand that in that movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, like Trump said it, so said that, that it's one of his movies, which is so weird. That is weird because it's like almost like about him. <laughs> yeah. In a way, like his type of a big rich person who controls like the media, basically. Um, I, I actually. Uh, watched Citizen Kane for like my film class uh so like we talked about a lot about how um 
like just him controlling the media has a lot to do with like let's say uh like the iraq war and how it was started just by like newspapers saying like hey iraq has these weapons of mass destruction that they're going to use against the states when in reality they didn't and in the movie they kind of talk about like how he like how he says like hey i could start a war if i wanted to yeah um I think important thing to talk about Citizen Kane is how young Orson Welles was when he made it. He came out in from 1941. He was born in 1915, so he would have been like 25 when he made it. So yeah. super young. Like, mm-hmm. a, 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 he, he got in the start on, on Broadway and then did, did some really good good plays and then basically RKO. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, Randy Orton. We're wrestling now. <laughs> Uh, RKO. Uh, <laughs> so they gave him a contract, and basically they were like, "Hey, make make whatever you want." So he decided to make the story about William Randolph first and media, and how basically the pursuit of wealth destroys your life. Uh, and I, I, I think he told, told, told it very well. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Well, he was a bit of a, a socialist himself, was he not? I believe so. I'm not sure. If he, if, I'm not sure if he ever said quote i'm a socialist but like i'm sure if you look hard enough you can probably find some stuff on his politics yeah because i remember he hosted like this uh bbc like radio show where he was basically like talking about like how uh the police are only there for the rich people and not for like poor people it's like ah nice (laughs) classic based orson wells yes uh, okay yeah i'm seeing this now so he uh uh, he he made a line with left throughout his life he Strong supporter of FDR and then and the New Deal again. I think we talked about FDR, mm-hmm. but uh, good good um, ideas about um, economics, the New Deal, not great on race, uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I I do really appreciate Orson Welles and his his sort of visionary uh, look in, like in this movie especially, and I mean he also did War of the Worlds, like the radio drama, which is like one of the most infamous <laughs> of all time, like with all the lore around it, but like people, uh, well, there's like the legend that like people actually thought that there was aliens invading. Uh, that is a little bit disputed, but <laughs> it, it, it has a lot of lore, uh, in the, uh, pop culture zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like, cause a lot of people, yeah, because war of the world's like, so it, the book was released in like the 1890s. So like it'd been around for like 20 years. Like that'd be like a, bu- a book being released in like 2000, and now like oh no, it's real. Oh no, the 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 game is like actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, or like the purge. I don't know. <laughs> Which like you know what? I, I think the purge was pretty pretty close to happening. I feel like if we had gotten four more years of, of Trump, it, it, it wouldn't have not happened. Like. You know? Yeah, well, you, you never know. You never know. Oh, well, uh, I'd say probably The Hunger Games was closer than The Purge. Yeah. I because think. because I feel as though the, the Purge is more libertarian, and The Hunger Games is more uh, authoritarian, and I think Trump was more authoritarian. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, do, you want, do you want to talk about, like, I guess, um, the other, like, uh, there's a, there are... A bunch of other movies with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like we should like list some of the current ones. Uh, Singing in the Rain is one. 12 Angry Men is also one. 
Uh, Singing Rain is so good. I think it's like my, my favorite m musical. I don't love that like interlude like m musical scene that that's like twenty minutes long. That like doesn't really serve a, a purpose. Mm -hmm. But like, <laughs> we watched that one in, in my film class. We did we assignment doing on like what do you think the purpose the purpose of this is, is this? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Twelve Angry Men, great movie. If you haven't listened to our other podcast, you should go do that because. It's based off of it, known as uh, what we call ourselves the Five Angry Men. Oh yeah. But yes, great, great movie. The uh, Four Hundred Blows, uh, French New Wave. Uh, the Adventures of Robin Hood from nineteen thirty-eight. That one's that one's a gooder. That's uh, like as far as like swashbuckling action goes, it's clearly the best. Like, <laughs> it's the best Robin Hood adaptation. Errol Flynn, terrible, terrible human being, but. Good, uh, good Robin, Robin Hood movie. Uh. Oh, I didn't realize this, but uh, M uh, from 1931 is uh, 100% as well. Have you seen M? That's a German serial killer one? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that one. I've I've started to watch some more German older movies. I watched uh, Nosferatu last night. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. German movies from like 1920 to 1930 are some of like the best movies, like like most is, experimental movies. Is M silent? Or is uh, M it's like mostly silent. Okay, because I saw it directed by Fritz Lang, who also did Metropolis. Question mark. That's quite possible. I mean, Metropolis came out like a few years before, right? I think in like yeah. 28, 27. Yeah. But yeah, M is really good. I did a a, a paper on uh like a scene in that movie <laughs> and just like how well it was able to tell a story in just like a scene. Uh, okay. Uh, Pinocchio has a hundred percent. The Disney one. So seven samurai. That one's good. One. That one's the inspiration of star Wars. I feel like, like, I feel like that's a little like, I, I think well, Kurosawa in general was a huge, uh, but I think, um, hidden fortress in terms of, of structure Seven Samurai in terms of like some 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 characters, mm -hmm. but I, th I feel like Luke is very based on. Oh crap! What's the young Samurai character? There's 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 a character in relationship in Seven Samurai that that's basically the Luke and Obi Wan um, relationship. You have an older guy who's like kind of kind of done his Samurai stuff who takes on a newer younger apprentice, mm -hmm. and this guy becomes so. Um, he's so obsessed with the with the samurai that he, that he doesn't see the flaws in, in that system, like very very related to Luke and how he views the the Jedi, which I, which 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 I, I love the last Jedi in his arc in that one, but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, didn't uh, Rashomon also directed by him? Yes, yes, he 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 did Rashomon and a bunch of other. Classic. Um, yeah, so those are some of the hundred percent, I guess. Um, should we do a little bit of a? I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure how to battle uh, Citizen Kane with Paddington. They're very different. <laughs> yeah, like again, the ones one's a family movie. One is a drama, drama, trauma. <laughs> a lot yeah. of trauma in Citizen Kane. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah. How do you think we we should 
go about. I'm not sure. Well, uh, well, we can just talk about them. Um, yeah. We, we start talking a little bit about Citizen Kane. We can jump into a little bit of Paddington. Um, I had never seen Paddington before. I watched it just a, a couple of days ago, and not gonna lie, it definitely made me tear up a little. It's it's a very uh, touching story. Did you prefer Paddington one or Paddington two? Mm, probably Paddington two. All right. Yeah, I feel like Paddington two, like it, it, it it's a very natural progression from Paddington one in terms of, of his arc. That the flashback with with um, him and Aunt Lucy um, is very important because like you see a little, little bit of that in, in one, but not a lot. In this one, you get to get to see oh how they found him. They like the like he's they found them in the forest and then they raised them, but like it's not like um, I guess they're like blood related. They're it's because it's about how fam- family is family isn't about biological. Family is where is, is where the heart is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how you can find family a- anywhere. So how Paddington finds family in London with the Brown family. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just very good. And I, I just, yeah, I, I, it has more touching moments. I would say in the second one to the first one. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. And I love um, uh, Hugh Grant is. He, I think Pankin Two is probably his best performance, <laughs> which is saying something. He, he he's not a bad actor by any means. I, th- I feel like people kind of wash him away for, for being in a few, like, too many rom-com, rom-coms back in the day. But, like, he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie shows that. Like, he's off the walls in this movie, but in such a good way. Like, he, like, he goes from being a... His character goes from being the Broadway theater actor to, like, a dog commercial. It's like, you know what? Screw the bag. You know what? Do, do, do what you gotta do. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. No, that, that is very funny. And uh, he does play a, a very good sort of villain in this movie i thought um i love how the third act uses all the characters like previous like mentions how you have to see the mom swim because they mentioned her trying to try and do through the english channel you get to see the the son uses train knowledge because he used to be in the being train but now trains weren't cool so now he doesn't like trains anymore he did like trains all along mm-hmm. uh, you get to see <laughs> the dad do some Weird yoga stuff, <laughs> and th- and, th- and his bullseye uh, throwing at the at the villain. Let's see, M- Mrs. Bird, be a badass. <laughs> uh, it it is pretty great. I, I really enjoyed uh, the the ending, and then also with like Knuckles and the other uh, prison escapees uh, coming at the end and saving him was was a nice touching moment at the end as well. I feel like the ending makes Pepagan too. Like. Um, I, I cried at the, 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 at the ending of Pagan 2 because the whole point is, 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 is for him to get this book so, so that she can see London. And then when he shows up at the door, yeah, he, and he actually gets soaked and he actually gets to show London in, in person. I was crying in that scene because that's literally, literally like you think you think a story's going to end that way and then it goes like the, the, the 10 extra steps. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, it does does that even better it's even better than i thought it was gonna be yeah i i, I also teared up a lot <laughs> at that moment so yeah i mean i think that's the sign of a, of a well-made movie that you care so much about the characters <laughs> that, yeah. that you feel like an emotional response so uh kudos to the director and the actors because 
uh, that is not, not something that happens very often to me. So for them to be able to, to make me tear up a little, that, that's, uh, that's impressive. Yeah, um, and also like the, the great musical sequence in the credits. Mm-hmm. I love I love that with his little prison tie and his little dance number. So good. Well, there's some that. fun music like throughout the movie. I love the band that always plays, like when they'll be like washing windows or like they're they're like in the in the background at any given scene. They're like you know playing playing the music instruments and like having a good time and just vibing. Mm-hmm. I I really also liked. Paddington and Knuckles, like, uh, sort of little friendship that grows throughout the movie. I thought that was very sweet. Mm, also, like, how how Paddington uses, like, marmalade to become friend, friends with him. And, like, like, oh, try making this. And then Knuckles is the, is the chef, but he's like, hey, you know what? Give, give this a try. See, see how, how, how it goes. Everyone loves it. Whatever. I haven't, I haven't actually tried marmalade. I think maybe, maybe, maybe once when I'm not like five. Well, it's kind of like, like jam. Yeah. It's basically just like orange jam. But with like, isn't it, 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 like actually orange peels sometimes? I don't know. Yeah, sometimes as like a, well, more as like a garnish than like. Oh. But you know, it depends on who makes the marmalade. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great movie. I love, I love how the, how they, again, how Paddington uses marmalade to become friends with people in the prison, and then how they get to escape together, and how they get to save, and how they save him at the end because Paddington was so was so good to them. Yeah. Which, yeah. And yeah, I'd say, yeah, it's it's very good that way. And I mean, <laughs> Citizen Kane definitely doesn't make me uh, feel that sort of emotional connection to any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like you feel somewhat of an emotional connection to like Citizen Kane, but not really because he's kind of like an asshole throughout the movie. Uh, you kind of see how he gets there, but like he's never really like someone you root for all that much. I'm not sure if you felt like that too. I felt bad for him because you get to see him as a kid. Like he didn't grow up with like a lot of money, but like I think like like his mom like found finds money somehow because I think they had oil, didn't they? Oh, like, so yeah, so, so it's like a Be- Be- Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, so, so finds oil on, on the land, decides to decides to have um, Charles raised by bankers, which is like yikes. But like <laughs> big yikes. <laughs> like big yikes. But um, yeah, it's, it's no. I feel like yeah, it's a very cautionary tale about capitalism and it's it's an inherent. Um, like corruption, corruption, and how the 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 pursuit of wealth will corrupt you. Like the Bible, the believe the Bible says the same thing. Controversial, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that and also I would say, uh, since it is about like Hearst, it's also critiquing like how much power, like, the ruling class has over like the media. In this case, like newspapers, but like now, like let's say, like with, uh, like TV and stuff like that, how like, uh, let's say, like I was saying before, like with the Iraq War, or like there aren't really that many like leftist publications. Mm, like people always say, oh man, CNN is is left. No, it's not. Literally, nothing. Um, you know, the the Orton window. Is a, th- is a thing that I, I'm not sure if we've, if we've talked about. Talked about specifically in America, the Ocean window is far right 
to center right a little bit, and maybe fully center. Yeah. But like, any any ideas that are that are considered left anywhere else are, are considered just full on communist. <laughs> like, um, my favorite scene, very topical, is it's well, it's not my favorite. I don't know. It, it, it's an important important scene. It caught my eye. Um, is the scene where it's the it's the it's the night of an election. How okay, we have two headlines depending on the outcome. One of them is so and so wins. The other is um, election uh, not called possible uh, voter fraud. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, that, that's like what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, and how Trump tried so hard to battle for all this voter tampering, whatever, which like. But like nonpartisan sources have said that like this is the most that it was still one of the most secure elections. Mm-hmm. And also like what what I thought was really interesting was uh, when he was kind of talking about like or when people were like were what were they criticizing him for like being too chummy with like the workers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was like uh, along the lines of like rather have a boss than a union, uh, which I thought was like really interesting how like it shows. How like let's say like someone like Jeff Bezos wants to like appear to be like a friendly person to like the working class because they'd rather have that image than have a union, which gives the workers actual power. And even how like having like a boss that appears friendly will like, yeah, well like did did this way sentiment, which I feel like is complicated because like if your boss actually like kind of cares about you and like provides you a decent wage, and like goes goes above and beyond what's expected. Expected to like make sure the, his workers are okay, or their their workers, I guess, because it boss can be either or no gender. Um, like, I feel like that's uh, complicated because like oh, bosses can be good. And I, I, like, I like I, 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 I couldn't be a boss. I, I, I don't have the right structure, I guess, but the right uh, tools, I guess, gifts, giftings, tools to use. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, a good boss. Yeah, yeah, but like people rather have a boss that cares about them than being in a union, being in a union, which is very telling. Because after after this movie came out, there was a lot of anti. Because like Reagan was one of the most union busting. I mean, that was forty years later, but like still one of the most like anti-union presidents ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's not nice to see Biden being a little bit more pro-union with like the Pro Act happening and stuff like that. Yeah, more more pro-union than uh, Trudeau, who's uh, <laughs> legislating back to work for Montreal uh, port workers <laughs> who are striking, which is absolutely terrible. That's so, <laughs> I, I feel as though that that should be like really like well, it should be embarrassing that Trudeau is to the right of Biden. Yeah, which like if, if you'd ask me that like. Last year, I'd be like, no, because a Trudeau's like he's a he's center right, but like, if, but I feel like a lot of a lot of conservatives think that Bi- that think think that Trudeau's a, a leftist. He's, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just 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 ask any leftist, and they'll tell you he's not. Like, uh, they just can't get out of their heads that like his dad was friends with Castro, and that Justin's dad, Justin's dad, might be Castro. Honestly, <laughs> since I found that theory, I can't get it out of my head. I feel like it could be true. I don't know. It's I I can see it, and you know what? Good for them. Good for <laughs> good for them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I find it absolutely well. I mean, Biden grew up in a, like a union household, 
uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and like they were talking about like how um, he marches in like the Union Parade in Pittsburgh like every single year, and he has mm-hmm. for like tens of years. So, like, it makes sense, like, when it comes to, like, unions that he'd be, like, more on their side than, like, other presidents. But it's still disappointing that, like, he's more to the left on unions and stuff than Trudeau is. Yeah, because I think a lot of politicians now try to appeal to, like, the like small business owners, which, like, are important. But I feel like a lot of small business owners don't pay their employees well or treat their employees very well at all, especially if it's not part of the family. Yeah. Um, I worked for a, a, a local popular business for a while and I, I did a lot of work for them but like I wasn't paid great and no I was like oh because we're, we're, we're a family here like whatever which is like I feel like sentiment, sentiment like that is very um just just shut up and work uh, mm-hmm. and like but, it makes you like oh like we're a family like, you're gonna ask us anything we'll kind of erase no because we're a family <laughs> which like, like that's where like the union comes in like work shouldn't be like a family like you shouldn't Treat it like a family. It's work. You, you you give your labor, and you should get rewarded, like fairly. Yeah, I feel like wage theft is probably like. <laughs> I saw a thing that like, um, what's something that's cool when the rich do it, is, but but is is crime when the poor do it? Theft. Uh, people not <laughs> paying, uh, what what they provide in terms of labor, in terms of product, in terms of capital. Um, I feel like more worker co-op should be a thing mm-hmm. um, and just unions in general i mean like, general, yeah, like in canada like where we're struggling so much with like vaccines mm-hmm. like imagine if we would have kept some of our vaccine manufacturing plants if they were like let's say a union they probably wouldn't have left because unions you have to like basically or like a co-op you have to like vote for like anything to happen at that job, and no one's gonna vote to send their jobs overseas. Mm-hmm. I feel like there, right? There's a thing. Um, what was that? This was like it's a more local meta specific one. But didn't Pastor give a bunch of um, federal money to a province? I think it's a vaccine. Yeah, uh, but now they like shut down and are moving to like a different country. <laughs> Which is just like. Pastor is the most un- incompetent leader I've seen. I mean, like the peace, the Manitoba PC party is incompetent. Like it's not just Pallister; it's all oh, for sure. lackeys. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's it's all the PC party who's like, yeah, you can do this. This is a great idea. Or like, hey, let's vaccinate teachers, but send them to North Dakota to get vaccinated. Like, and then, but, but without even kind like. Because Trudeau might not, might, might not even live with that happen because, like... And also, like, the North Dakota, like, minister or whatever was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't hear about this. At least talk to your... Like, it's like someone, like... It's, 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 like, it's like someone, hey, I'm in this relationship with this with this person. The other person's like, what? We, we can talk about this. Like, <laughs> I, I've never talked to you. We live in different cities. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> I have a girlfriend. She goes to a different school. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> exactly. Like that's basically what Pallister is doing. <laughs> it's it's very frustrating. My, my favorite thing is when I see people call Pallister a communist online because because uh, <laughs> of restrictions. Oh dear. I was like, P- people really do not understand what communism is. I feel like we, 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 should, we should have, like, an intro to, like, leftist, leftist ideas. 
yeah. podcast episode. <laughs> like, but, uh, people really do not understand, like, leftist <laughs> politics. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, there's a big difference between, like, leftist libertarians and leftist communists or, like, authoritarians. I, like, there's... Uh, yeah, I feel like, um, I guess, yeah, Pete, Pete Bu- Buttigieg, he's not the best person, he's a liberal, but, like, he, he, this, is the, this is at the 2020 primaries, this is 2019 for Democratic primaries, he was like, we should, we should implement good policy, because no matter what we do, we're going to be called communists by the, by the Republicans. <laughs> yep, exactly. Which, like, is a, is a good sentiment, like, because mm-hmm. it's true, like, Biden's being called communist. So like I saw something, um, it was Senator Kennedy. Um, not sure what what state what state, what state he, he's he's from. But he was like, I knew Biden would be left of Obama, but I, I didn't I didn't know he'd be left of Lenin. I'm like, what? <laughs> like like most of us leftists are like we wish he was like that. Based, let's go. <laughs> like that'd be nice. Like we'd be celebrating, but he's definitely not. He's like a he's a moderate Republican at best. Based based Biden. I mean, he's left to show on some things. Again, yeah. American politics is so great because, like, <laughs> like yeah. you can be left, 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 left on certain things and, left, and, like, hardcore right on a bunch of other things. Yeah, or, like, what I understand is, like, when people are like, oh, like, uh, the government wants to take away our guns. It's a communist state when, like, Marx literally said, hey, don't, like, if you take away guns from, like, the working class, like, that's, like, a big red flag. Oh, yeah, like, I'm, like... I'm more pro-gun than when I was when I was like when I when I when I was going to consider myself like a, a liberal because I'm like I feel like if, if only the owner class and the police have guns there's a big it's a big <laughs> big red flag for any society yeah <laughs> well because like the big thing about gun tr- control is that it's anti-poor people mm-hmm. like it it makes it yeah so ba- like basically like, let's say if there's like attacks on bullets or guns. And it's like, oh, well, and then now poor people just can't have guns, and now just rich and <laughs> cops can have guns. Like, that seems a little uh, not how society should be. And, like, let's say, like, indigenous people who need guns to, like, hunt, like, up north and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not, re- like, in moderation, I understand gun control, but overall, I would be against it. I'd rather be like, hey, like, if you want to have a gun, you have to go through a lot of education on how to use it. I feel like that's a lot of, like, common sense, the gun, 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 gun control laws. We're like, okay, universal background checks, a lot of different... Laws. Yeah, and, like, if you have any sort of violent crime, you shouldn't be able to get a gun. But, like, like, yeah. like, like, let's say, like, most of, like, the Scandinavian countries, you can have a gun... Mm-hmm. Like in Iceland, basically everyone has a gun, but there's like no gun deaths <laughs> because they have to go through like a year of like training and they have to like write a letter basically as to why they w- want to have a gun. I'm just gonna write, "Hey, I am. I want a gun for an armed revolution. <laughs> Let's go, boy! <laughs> I want to overthrow the government. Please give me." <laughs> An assault rifle. <laughs> someone, uh, someone try that. I'm curious with, with how it goes. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I uh, I would overall be anti-gun control. Yeah. Just because it's it's like the only people who I see are like pro-gun control are like liberals, mm-hmm. and like liberals basically I would say lead to fascism. Yeah, because liberals will will look at leftism and fascism and be like these are both equally bad. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> I saw a really funny meme where it was like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this from like church, but where there's like two like cliffs and in the middle there's like a cross to like as like a bridge or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, yes. it's, it's basically I, I, that. I'm very familiar with, 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 with the cross bridge <laughs> analogy. Anyway, so like it's that, but like sans the, the cross. And then on the left, it's like the leftists. And then on the right, it's like the right people. And then there's like a liberal like falling <laughs> through the middle. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, yep, pretty much. Like if, you, if, you're, if you're in the center, basically you don't believe in anything. Yeah. We, we are pro-centrist centrist slander on this podcast. Basically. Also reminds me of the other meme where it's like the Star Trek meme where it's like, are you two friends? And it's like, <laughs> yes, no. no. That, that's us with, with right-wing people like making fun of liberals. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is when I make fun of liberals online and then people <laughs> say like, oh, yes, uh, conservative. I'm like, No. <laughs> no, no, not exactly. The quotes, the quotes, very, quotes very, very far not, not conservative. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Anyways, back to back to Citizen Kane. Um, overall, I would say Citizen Kane is a better movie, just in the sense of it being a like movie that like I think has a very important and relevant thing to say. Mm-hmm. But on an emotional level, I think Paddington 2 is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, I have its time. Like, Citizen Kane is... It came out, like... like It's, like, the first sound sound film came out 20 years before this. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird to think about. And how, yeah, it's, it's, it's 80 years old. Like, it's... Like, yeah, it's 41, so it would have came out, like, uh, 80 years ago. And, like, how it's still so good. It holds up better than, I think, a lot of... A lot of people were would have expected. Yeah, like like I watched it. And I was like, this could have came out like yesterday, and it still feels relevant. People feel like man, movies too political, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, uh, like it feels relevant. It feels like it still has importance in our society. I would say, mm-hmm. and I don't think that there's many movies that are that old that can still have an impact. I part of what I love about like revisiting older films is like see how well they hold hold up now. Like 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 Metropolis, like um, Nosferatu, a lot lot of um, older movies, and how they do hold up. They still they're they're scary as they were at the time, scarier now. They are topical as they were then as they are now. Like so, it's, it's it's like. The more things change, the more things stay the same. Is a common phrase, I think, for for a reason. Mm-hmm. And this movie definitely, Citizen Kane definitely shows that. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, well, I think that's all I have to say about uh, about those two after my long tangent and uh, both of ours tangent on on gun control um, and leftism and liberalism. And yeah, but but you know, then that, that's why you you come here maybe to hear us rant. I hope so. All right. Well, that is it for that um do you have a recommendation for this week my recommendation is mission impossible fallout um i was seeing seen this one in theaters a couple of years ago i mean, when i first came out i was there with my sister and her boyfriend at the time now now my brother-in-law so that's pretty cool um yeah very like exciting visuals 
if you want to see if you want to see Tom Cruise literally not literally kill himself like literally put himself at risk for the sake of entertainment, this one's the movie for you, I guess. <laughs> Death defying stunts. He learned how to fly a helicopter for this movie. Henry Cavill's um, famous Justice League ending mustache is on full display. And you know what? I get why they wouldn't let him shave. I get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one fine-looking mustache, that's for sure. I mean, I've heard good things about it. I, haven't, I think I've only seen one of the Mission Impossible movies. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're pretty fun. They're fun action movies from what I saw. Mm-hmm. I think I saw the sixth one. Sixth is Fallout. Okay, maybe I, maybe I did see it. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just weird to have a sixth movie in a franchise be, be the best one. Yeah. Um, my recommendation this week, it's very obscure. <laughs> and you might think I'm a little crazy. Uh, but so I just discovered this thing. Uh, so it's uh, Siskel and uh, Ebert, Ebert, what, however you say his name. Do you know him? Uh, Ebert, yeah. Roger Ebert. Ebert. Anyways, Ebert, yeah. so so back in like the eighties and nineties, they had this series where they had uh, the holiday gift guide, and so I've been watching holiday gift guides from the eighties and nineties. So it's like basically an hour television special where just two film critics go over their gift guide recommendations for the year <laughs> and it, so like they'll recommend like very like 90s things so uh on one of them they recommended like uh, like a uh what was it <laughs> like a telephone with like a screen in it so you could actually like see the person and they're like all talking about like how amazing this was and I was like, hey, that's actually pretty cool for, like, 1992. It's the future. Yeah, and, like, they have, like, this big rivalry where they're, like, discussing which is better, VHS or Laserdisc. <laughs> and it's it's pretty funny. And I just like seeing, like, old technology from, like, the 90s and uh, 80s. And, I mean, he's, like, they're both classic uh, movie reviewers. And so, like, they recommend movies that I actually want to check out now that were, like, maybe underrated in the 80s and 90s and are now like pretty much forgotten. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Very obscure first, recommendation. At first I thought you were, you were going to go with the movie that Roger Ebert wrote, which I can't remember what it is now. I think it's a, a sequel to a horror in the, in the movie. Um, I'll, I'll f- f- figure it out later. But yeah, um, the, 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 the Cisco and Ebert are probably the, the most famous film, film critics of their time. And now the, their name is associated with Film criticism, like RogerEber.com, is still a popular re- review site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, it, I would recommend it. It's very random, but it's very funny. Love that. So I guess that has been our episode for this week. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about something. Well, bye now. <laughs>